0: Welcome to the Undone Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content and additional information, please visit IamUndone.com where you will find our online store, regular blog updates, and how to become a partner of the podcast. Now let's jump right into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome into the podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me here on the Undone Podcast. This is episode number 14. So I'm excited to jump in today with you uh, on a topic that uh, the Lord just kind of put on my heart this morning, and we're going to jump in and, and just see where God takes this. And I was just thinking of, you know, the whole reason I started this podcast and and even just the title of it, of Being Undone, and just thinking of how being undone is not a one-time event, but really our lifestyle should be staying undone. Uh, but one of the most difficult things I find in our walk with the Lord is that um, how do we remain in things and how do we remain consistent and how do we uh, stay in, as the Bible would say, like poor in spirit, yet He has called us to a life of abundance and prosperity in all areas of our life. And, and I, I think one of the ways uh, that we do that is simply the first word there, staying undone, is staying. And you know, the whole the whole concept of undone comes from Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah has a, a amazing encounter with the Lord and gets a glimpse into his throne room. And his response was, woe is me, I am undone. In other words, I am broken. I am humble. I, am, I realize that I am nothing uh, before you. And you know that all came from an encounter with God, and I believe staying with God and walking with God and continually uh, subjecting ourselves to His presence, His awesomeness, His might, His power—all those things are going to keep us in a mindset of realizing that we really are nothing without Him, and yet He has given us this amazing power. He's He's birthed the Holy Spirit inside of us, and yet in that we come back to this place of humility and brokenness and realizing I did nothing to earn this. I can do nothing to keep this. All I can do is stay right here. And so I think the first thing we really have to talk about when we're, when we're discussing staying undone is simply this, is staying. We've got to stay. And, you know, that may sound really simple. That may sound really... um you know, elementary, I guess you could say, but I think one of the most difficult things in our walk with the Lord is simply just remaining. As John 15 talks about, abide or remain. And I think Jesus was painting this picture of saying, hey, look, you're going to have all these options. You're going to have all these opportunities to go do other things, Uh, you know, maybe, or even things like, you know, depression, discouragement, uh, the the worries of the world, whatever. There's going to be Constantly, there's going to be options and availabilities for you and for me to slip out of the mindset of understanding that we are in the presence of God, that we are in a, oh, an actual relationship with the creator of everything, uh, seen and unseen. And there's times where you know, distractions or discouragements or, or whatever uh, comes our way. Disappointments, you know, we can easily slip off into these mindsets of of just losing the awareness of his presence. And when we don't stay with him, we won't stay undone. And so I think the first thing we really have to consider is how do we stay? How do we stay where we're at? How do we uh How do we just get to this place to where we are abiding, to where we are remaining? And I love the the scripture, Isaiah 26, 3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. And I think the first thing we really have to discuss when we talk about staying or remaining, is that it's our mind That first has to stay on him because listen, we literally are what we think. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so this isn't just thinking with our mind. This is our thinking, our central focus mindset of the very innermost being of who we are. And so whose mind is stayed on him. That's who the Lord gives perfect peace, and so how do we keep our mind on Him? First, we have to understand we have to have an awareness that He is always with us. You see, it can be real easy to say that we, you know, we say we always stay in His presence, and we can think yes, we stay in in worship when we can, we stay in prayer when we can. Um, but I'm not saying we stay in this emotional state of knowing that His presence is with us. We don't stay in goosebumps. We don't stay in tears. All all those things are amazing they are real and they happen but what we have to understand is even in our darkest times even in in our uh, greatest struggles or even in the greatest times of the attacks of the enemy or even in our greatest highs our greatest uh, joys and celebrations in every one of those moments whether or not we feel the tangible presence of god we have to understand see we're talking about our mind right now we have to understand that his presence is with us. It is the one whose mind is stayed on the Lord. And listen to me, I didn't bother to research any statistics or anything, but think about how many thoughts enter into your mind daily. And so we constantly have this option of turning our minds away from the understanding of the presence of the Lord. You know, Paul encouraged as he was praying for the church at Ephesus, he said numerous times that I pray that you would come into the, the wisdom and understanding of the knowledge of the, uh, you know, he just goes on in this beautiful language of the unexpressible riches of the grace of God, but he's praying that they would have the wisdom and understanding. He's talking about for them to get a, a, a grasp um, in their minds and really in the mind of their heart, if we can go there. But in their minds of knowing that God is with them, knowing the riches of His grace, knowing the riches of His presence, knowing the riches of His salvation that He has given us. And if we're going to stay in Him, we're going to have to learn how to keep our minds set on Him. And I, I like to think of it this way. You know, when you think of a mind set, you have your mind set on something. And if you set a thermostat for your air conditioner, if you put it on 71 degrees, you know, that the temperature may vary in the room. But at some point, something is going to click to tell that thing to cut the air back on so that it can reset the temperature back to 71 you know, there's things that come into our life. You know, we, we've mentioned a lot of examples. Discouragements, disappointments, even the joys, the excitements, the, the uh, attaining of, of physical rewards or whatever it is that can be a distraction to us. All those things come. And it's, it's not to say that, you know, we're going to get it 100% of the time right where we constantly bounce our mindset back to Him But because our mind is set on Him, because our mind is stayed on Him, we will at some point, hopefully sooner than later, acknowledge and realize that what we are allowing our mind to be consumed with at that time is not from Him. And something is going to click that is going to uh, produce something in you that is going to get your mind back to being set on Him, being set on His peace, being set on His goodness, being set on His joy, understanding the salvation that's been gifted to you, understanding the grace that's been gifted to you, understanding the gift of righteousness that's been given to you. And when we come into that realization, now even though those realities are still there of the discouragement, disappointment, struggles, whatever they may be, they didn't leave but the perspective from which we approach them is now changed because we're, we realize that we don't entangle in them from a mindset of trying to defeat them. When we go back to that mindset of understanding that I am literally entangled in a relationship with Creator Almighty, with the Son of God, and His Spirit lives inside of me, that now I don't approach discouragement from trying to overcome it. I come to the realization that Jesus has paid for the price for me to literally be seated in heavenly places with Him. So now I have a new vantage point from heaven towards earth to realize that according to Him, that He has already overcome this world. So that means all the troubles and trials that go with it. So now I don't come to discouragement. I don't come to disappointment and and, and try to work my way through them. No, I realize that He has already paid the price For me to live in victory over temptation from sin, over discouragement, over disappointment, over uh, lack, over uh, struggles in my physical body, over all of these things, I don't allow my mind to be entangled into the who, what, when, where, and why my breakthrough is going to come. I simply know this, that He is in me, and I am in Him, and He is the victorious champion, the King of all the universe. And if I remain in Him, I get all that He is in every situation that I encounter. And I get the prayer that Jesus told us to pray, where He said, "You know, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we realize that God wasn't just, Jesus wasn't just messing with us when He told us to pray that. He wanted us to understand that that was a legal prayer, that we can access the Father boldly and declare that what He has created as a reality in heaven, that we can pray that into a reality here on earth. That Jesus said, that we could loose what is loosed in heaven to be loosed on earth, and we can bind what is bound in heaven to be bound on earth, and that is because He has given us the reality of a relationship with Him from His vantage point down to where we currently are in our physical bodies. It is not us, this is every other religion, that it is us trying to attain a position towards a relationship or some sort of position with the deity, with the whatever God they've fictitiously made up. but we have the one true God who has said, I realize you could never reach me. So I reached down to you. And, and listen, when we grab onto that reality of realizing not only do we have a relationship with him, but that it's not from our own doing, that is how we stay undone. I was reading in 1 Corinthians 1 this morning, and Paul was speaking, obviously, to the church at Corinth in in verse 26. He says, Brothers and sisters, consider who you were when God called you to salvation. Not many of you were wise scholars by human standards, nor were many of you in positions of power. Not many of you were considered the elite when you answered God's call. But God chose those whom the world considers foolish to shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny and powerless to shame the high and mighty. He chose the lowly, the laughable in the world's eyes, nobodies, so that He would shame the somebodies. For He chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent. So that there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. And then he goes on to uh, cite an Old Testament scripture that says, If anyone boasts, let him only boast in all that the Lord has done. And so what is he saying? He's saying, go back to remember Remember how God called you. Remember who you were when He called you. I think this is one of the keys in understanding, or or in coming to the place where we stay undone, where we stay in this place of just humbleness. And and listen, when I say humility, when I say brokenness, you know, I, I think we can get pictures of that in our minds of of us just you know laying on the floor crying and all that. And I think there's an aspect to that, but it's almost for me when I think of it when i think of realizing who i was when he called me and listen who i am sometimes the reality of my hum- humanity and and the fact that he still chooses to love me the fact that he still chooses to use me the fact that he still talks to me and and allows me to to enjoy his presence and he enjoys mine when i think of these things yes it it brings this all it brings this this uh inability to even understand or grasp. And, and, and that's good. And it, and it brings tears and it brings that. But listen, something clicks that it's almost like I just can't stop smiling about it. There's this joy that comes with it. And and really, it's the perfect order of Christ because the Bible says that His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. And, and honestly, you know, I can't really prove it uh, scripturally, but I feel like that's actually a progression that when we get an understanding of His righteousness, inside of that there's peace. And inside of peace is, is the producing of a joy. And it's all His. It's His righteousness, His peace, and His joy. And so when we come to this realization, like Paul is talking to this church at Corinth saying, Hey, don't get puffed up in thinking because God is using you that you're something amazing and you're something great. Listen, He is great and He is amazing, and we were literally nothing. We literally are nothing. And yet he chooses to have relationship with us. He chooses to involve us. We are, let this sink into you. We are co-laborers with Christ. This blows my mind if you really think about it. Like the, He has so positioned the order of the kingdom that, yes, he is all-powerful. He literally could do anything, yet he chooses to do nothing outside of partnering with man. You know, think of the cities that he sent his apostles to. Uh, you know, the Antioch and the Ephesus and the Corinth and Rome and, and all these places that he sends out his apostles You know, he could have sent angels, he could have sent uh, the resurrected Jesus himself to these cities to preach to them, but he so positioned himself and the kingdom and the way of doing things that he wants to do everything he wants to accomplish through man. That is the good news of the kingdom. You know, that that is the picture of Jesus coming to the earth. He wanted to accomplish the new order of the new covenant through man. And he co-labored with Christ. And now we are co-laborers with Christ. That everything he wants to accomplish is going to be through you and I. And that should produce this amazing sense of brokenness and humility and joy that, God, I'm literally not deserving of this, but because you say so, you want to do this through me, I am excited about it. I am not going to boast in anything alone because I cannot do this. I cannot fabricate any of this. I could try on my own, but it is all going to fail and it is all going to uh, reach the place where I have attained as much as I can on my own strengths. But if I rely on you, I know that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask, think, or imagine. You know, we, we look at scriptures like that, Ephesians three twenty, or we look at the no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and nor has it entered into the mind of man, what God has in store for them. And And we think of those things sometimes in the through the lens of personal gain but listen to me he wants to do through you all these things all these exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask think or imagine and and it's not so that we can have this uh attainment of personal gain it's so that he can leverage his kingdom in us and through us to see real change in the culture real change in the people and 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 and, and places and, and and people, groups, if I can say it that way, cultures, I guess maybe is a better way to say it, around us, that we would affect things around us. You know, I've heard it said, and forgive me for not knowing the origin of this quote, but the answer for the world around you is the world within you. And this really all goes back to understanding having this mindset of, of truly knowing that we are with Christ, whose mind is stayed on him. And so when we understand the world that is really in us, we can be positioned to affect the world that is around us. Listen to me, Romans 8:11 is not some just some beautiful piece of poetry where where Paul says, "Hey, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you." Listen to me, the Spirit. Okay, Jesus did not resurrect Himself. The Spirit of God inside of Jesus resurrected Him. And that same Spirit that resurrected Him is resurrecting us into new life, into new power, into new glory, into new peace, into new joy, into new love. And and it it creates this this, uh, ability uh when we excuse me when we understand this it creates this ability to leverage that into the world around us and so we're talking about staying undone and and the way we do that is one by staying in him but really the way we stay in in him is by staying with an understanding that he is always with us he never leaves us he never forsakes us and no matter what comes against us whatever Attack of the enemy, whatever natural disappointment. Um, you know, one person commented, I asked for suggestions on this, and and they said, uh, you know, what's one of the most difficult things about staying consistent with the Lord? And it was talking about disappointments, even when we obey the Lord. And you know, sometimes we obey the Lord under the in the framework of under of our personal understanding of how that thing is going to work out. And so when it doesn't look like what we wanted it to look like, we can quickly get discouraged. But we have to know that the ability to keep our mind stayed on Him is trusting that He is good in all things. Romans 8.28, that He makes all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And so I know that if I have obeyed Him, that if I am staying in the the truth and understanding of who he is and know that he is good, that somehow in the end, however he wants to work that out, that in the end it will work to good. And that means good in me and good through me, that he is going to use this to obviously bring change in my life, but not only does he want to change in me, he wants to affect change around me by doing that through me. And so I really hope this helps you today that, that staying undone first comes by staying in him, remaining in him. And we do that by keeping our mind stayed on him. And let me give you a little bit maybe of practical advice today. Is one of the best ways to stay our mind stayed on him is to keep our minds focused on the Word. So I want to encourage you, create a time and space where daily you are getting into the Bible. You are praying. I encourage you to pray in the Spirit that you get into this place where you just engage your heart, engage your mouth, engage your mind, engage your whole being, where you get into the Word of God. You get into prayer. And then we engage our spirit by listening. It is this daily ability to connect with him this thing that we would call devotion we would call intimacy whatever language you want to put to it this is literally a relationship with god that it is not one sided he does not just send things our way it is a relationship it is a dialogue i get into his word to understand him better to get to know him better to see the things that jesus said to get to see how he operated who he connected to who He corrected, who He embraced. All these things are pictures into the heart of God. And that provokes me to go deeper into the life of prayer, to go deeper into the life of worship. That as I see Him through His Word, it helps my spirit to be open to who He really is. And I engage my mouth through dialogue. And then I always want to make sure I engage my spirit and the the ears of my spirit to hear what He is saying. And I think this is one of the best ways to stay in Him and to keep our mind. You know, it's like my relationship with my wife, that if we don't spend time together, are we really staying together? Are we really remaining as one? Are we really abiding as one? And it is the same in our walk with Christ that one of the most simple and profound ways to stay in Him is to just get that time with Him, literally staying and remaining and abiding with Him in His Word in prayer in worship and don't put that in a box that can look like walking through the woods that can look like spending time with your children in the backyard that can look like you know in your recliner literally with your bible open or or maybe you're on your commute and you're listening to the bible or you're listening to podcast or or you just turn everything off and you just quietly sit with him or walk with him or whatever it looks like let your mind be set on him and i i can guarantee because i have an understanding of how God has done this in me and we have multiple examples throughout all of history that I guarantee if you do that, He's going to provoke change inside of you and He's going to continue to keep your heart humble to keep your heart soft that he could mold you into he wants into who he wants you to be which is an ever-increasing thing we never attain fully who he wants us to be because he's constantly making us greater and greater into his glorious image and so i encourage you go deep in that continue to walk with him stay with him stay undone and maybe we'll do some more of this um, uh, maybe some more practical tips of how to stay in this position of just uh undoneness. I don't know if that's a word, but let's use it before him and him just uh, being in a state of him being able to do whatever he wants to do in us. So I hope that blesses you. I hope it encourages you to just continue to remain in him and let him do all that he wants you to do. Um, I believe in you. I believe anyone who is pursuing the Lord is on a path into just greater and greater dimensions of who He is and His glory inside of you. That doesn't have to look weird. You can be exactly who you are and let Him do the changes inside of you. You don't have to fabricate it or make it happen. Trust that He is doing the work inside of you. God bless you. Thank you again for joining and we'll see you again on the next episode.